0: Welcome to Record Night, Chris. And I'm Ryan.
1: And how do you do Record Night, pal?
0: Well, we draw a name from a hat, and then, not a name, a theme from a hat, and then we each <laughs> bring a record that we think represents that theme, we show it off, we discuss it, we hang out, and that's Record Night. So, if
1: people want to get a hold of us, like, suggest themes, or uh, give us feedback... How can they get a hold yeah, of us?
0: Yeah, we're, we're all over the place. You can find us on Instagram at uh, RecordNightPod. We're on Twitter now. Uh, who knows for how much longer? At uh, Record underscore Night. <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook at Record Night. Uh, or you can just email us at uh, RecordNightPod at com.
1: So do you think that Elon Musk, if we, how would we end the, the broadcast, you
0: think? I'd just pretend to be him. Okay, that works. That that seems to be the go to method. Or even just, we could probably even just say something slightly critical of him and he'd ban us. Yeah, I'm
1: not going to go to the trouble because I I only really, I should probably be more active on there. But since I I manage that Mm -hmm. Twitter feed, I just just post, say, hey, you're new episodes. That's it. And I, you know, we don't do that much advertising. That's fine with me, though. Um, (laughs) But, uh, our theme today is uh, records that divided audiences slash fan bases. Yep. Right. Oh, right? this is
0: Scott, I believe rec- recommended this one. Oh,
1: Scott. So, uh, what did you bring for? Uh, I, yeah, what did you bring for today's uh,
0: episode? I brought uh, "Bitches Brew" by Miles Davis. What mm-hmm. did you bring?
1: I brought Weezer's Pinkerton. Mm. device Yeah, both older records. <laughs> Divisive um do you want to uh you know what uh we don't have i'm not gonna like bore the listeners with banal minutiae about what we're doing why don't you tell me about miles davis and who he is in this record bitches yeah
0: uh there's a lot like uh <laughs> since uh picking this album like i've always liked this album um but i i got like a really serious jazz thing recently and that's like all i've been listening to uh which I I think that's a as good a review as you can get for this album is it got me into an entire genre that I just for the longest time didn't really get too much into. Um, but yeah,
1: was was it like a um, was jazz like was was the was there a barrier for entry like was it hard for you to get into was yeah, it anything about just didn't like
0: jazz is one of those things that's just like I feel like I didn't like get it like. I wasn't sure what i was like listening for or listening to um i think i ended up like seeing a video online of like someone just kind of explaining like this is how jazz works and i was like oh okay so now i knew it to like listen for um yeah it's just it's kind of an interesting genre i feel like i was missing like a lot of context with it um yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah jazz i felt like i was missing like a lot of like context or what i was supposed to be getting out of it and i think in partially in listening to this album made me like i should look up some of this stuff just because not being ignorant about something is a, a poor reason to like try to write it off i guess so sure. i did more like looking into it um but yeah miles davis he's kind of like one of like the jazz guys um he's a trumpeter. he's a composer Uh, on this one he's a band leader he's kind of like everything um he's like he's a jazz legend like he's if you even if you don't know jazz like you've heard miles davis um yeah for sure and he basically was at the forefront of like a bunch of different jazz movements like he helped Invent cool jazz. He helped invent jazz fusion. He helped uh, with the avant garde and modal jazz, jazz rock. He just—it's just like he—he he never Did sat punch? still within the jazz genre and just kind of kept pushing it forward and pushing it forward. Uh, he's got some like big albums. Uh, he's got Birth of the Cool, which is the cool jazz one. He's yep. got Kind of Blue, which is his like modal jazz thing, and then Bitches Brew, uh, which is like not the start of his electric period, but like, I think the most influential of his electric period with like jazz fusion and, uh, jazz Mm -hmm. rock and all that stuff. Um, yeah, bitches brew came out in 1970. It's the second of his, they call it like his electric era where he started, you know, having electric piano and electric bass and, you know, incorporating more stuff from like rock, rock and roll. Um, this there's no like traditional jazz rhythms in this which is is cool you know it's not like it doesn't have like a swing to it it's more like latin and rock influenced a little more um i guess like solid uh you wouldn't know it listening to it but a lot of the the drumming and rhythm sections are a lot more uh like kind of like straightforward i guess even though they're moving around a lot um Mm -hmm. but yeah this thing has a crazy like loose vibe to it we'll get into it when we talk more about the album um yeah sure but this came out uh miles davis kind of went into the studio uh with like it just this idea of like i'm gonna get all these really good musicians together and we're just gonna like just kind of do something crazy when they had like some like loose sketches of what they were going to do. Um, but it was mostly just kind of like improv. And I, he was, this was at a time when jazz wasn't selling well, like it was on the, it was on the downturn, not selling great. He's like, all right, I'm going to try to like do something crazy with jazz and maybe that'll turn it around. Uh, and it did, it ended up selling more than a million copies. (laughs) Uh, Top the charts, it proved jazz was still commercially viable, uh, and like even actually kind of like moved it towards the mainstream a little bit. Um,
1: also, I want to mention great cover art. Great I love it. Art.
0: I almost chose this one for best cover <laughs> art. So this has kind of been in the back of my yeah. mind since our last uh, full yeah. episode. Um, but it's very divisive in the, uh, or it was. I don't think it is anymore. Now it's kind of accepted as jazz canon but mm. jazz purists hated this when it came yeah. out a lot of people were like it's it's just it does it's not doing anything traditionally jazz is this really jazz or does it just have the instruments for it um and it, it kind of sits in this like people who love it like love this thing and people who don't like it hate it like, I feel like there's not a lot yeah. of like middle ground on this one um but yeah it's it's cool that's kind of all the uh the preamble i have for it but yeah that that was the divisive part is a lot of the more like jazz people were like this is not jazz
1: okay but 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 you disagree i imagine because you chose
0: yeah i think so i i i like uh, album quite a bit i would say not even is it one of like the greatest jazz albums of all time I think this is one of the best mm-hmm. just albums in general of all time, like ooh, regardless of ooh, genre. You. Going there, I am.
1: Oh, you're going there. <laughs> all right. Well, well, I'm gonna go ahead and play the the sampler. Um, this is Miles Davis's Bitches Brew. Okay, that was Miles davis's bitches brew uh, i'm gonna say a few things uh for one uh this thing should be listened to ahead oh yeah
0: absolutely honestly
1: yeah um if you're gonna listen to it that's the best way to hear it Best way to stay engaged because if you're um because i can i can There's a lot of i fought this one a long, long time i was to it like seven or eight times and like uh, like that was two three times today because uh i'm i was trying to find an entry point mm-hmm. right and I started to I started find one my last two times I was listening to it right I was trying to like sort of like okay I I, I I'm latching on to this but I the problem with this record is and maybe it's just the way I look at traditional records or whatever is that I couldn't tell you which piece some parts were from like you know there's loose sketches but again i the only thing I I could really I was like okay that's sanctuary because that mournful right. um, <laughs> trumpet I heard right. But again, I was like, I I don't remember that part and uh, maybe you'll be able to educate me more, but that's not to say I didn't like this because there's a lot to like about Bitches. Yeah, no, I don't think
0: Um, uh, that is like an unusual experience with this one. Like this is, it's like a difficult album to get into um, Uh that like when you do sit down and like put the time into it, uh, like you said, you've already listened to it however many times um, mm-hmm. it it's one of those albums that like I think it reveals itself just like the more you listen to it and it I feel mm-hmm. like just with like the length of the tracks and how everyone's playing and all that stuff and the amount of people playing on it is uh there's just it sounds new every time so it, it is pretty hard to kind of like latch onto and figure out what you're supposed to be listening to what's even happening,
1: yeah, because the songs uh range between um four minutes, which is one of them, but they're all the, the longest one is 22, and then they hover around 15 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like you said, it's a lot of improv, and a lot of times it falls, it sounds like it falls apart and then it comes back in, uh, and and not fall apart as everyone's not practicing. Because practicing, because everyone on this record is fucking amazing at their
0: instruments. All yeah, up. just they're basically just at this point uh, like the best jazz musicians in the biz at yeah. that point at their peak. Um,
1: yeah, the, the virtuosic musician sipping this thing. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this one's a, Man, this one's I- a hard one to uh, get into. Even I mean. It, even for like jazz people, it is. There's. It's weird because it's just like, I still don't think I've ever heard anything like this. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. they they the 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 effects
1: put on the instruments, including the the uh the trumpet. Man, I'm like, is that a guitar or a trumpet? Like, there's a bunch of that, and yeah. like, like.
0: Yeah, here so, I can um, talk a little bit about the uh, the recording process on this one, okay? Because uh, it's actually pretty cool. Like it it feels like one of those like it is top to bottom, just like Miles Davis was trying to do something like crazy. So it's mm. it's essentially like two bands at the same time. It's okay. eight musicians, I believe. It's like it's two drummers, two bass players. Uh, a trumpet player, a saxophone player, bass clarinet player, two electric pianos. Like, some of the instruments are doubled up, but it's like, I think like the core structure of it is three of the dudes or four of the dudes had played with Miles Davis before and been like his touring band. And the other ones were dudes who had, they were just really good at what they did and maybe played with him here and there, but it was like, most half the group were like really well in sync and the other ones were just really good musicians who were brought in to kind of like play along with that uh, mm-hmm. but yeah they were all set up in kind of like a semicircle around Miles Davis uh, and <laughs> the instructions were like very loose like the whole point was like it, it was bordering on like free jazz basically of mm-hmm. just like he'll tell him the tempo which you can hear which is one of my favorite parts of the the whole album is uh you hear if you're in headphones you can hear like the instructions from miles davis like you'll hear him be like yeah keep it tight if he wants him to play longer he's like snapping the tempo um but yeah the stuff was just like his instructions were like here's the tempo and he'd snap it or he'd say a mood or he'd like hum like a little melody like "Ah, i want this to show up um but the rest was basically just up to the band like playing and kind of like bouncing off each other and communicating uh through just like playing um but yeah i i some of my favorite parts are just hearing him hearing miles uh like he snaps uh during like the little like bass line and bitches brew uh there's a part where he wants uh the guitar player john mclaughlin to do a solo and you hear him say like john (laughs) <laughs> uh i don't know it there's something about this album that like it's so like amorphous but it it like it feels uh, i'm gonna get into some real just like maybe heady maybe a little pretentious praise on this album okay yeah it like it yeah. feels like it's alive it's it's so weird like <laughs> s- seriously since i um since I picked this album, you know, we've kind of had, we've had life, uh, it kind of kept delaying us recording it, delaying us recording it. I yeah, probably sure. listened to this thing close to 30 times.
1: Do you have, I do. Vinyl?
0: Yeah. And I've oh. been listening to it at work. Like it's just been, it's been almost nonstop with bitches, bro. I listened to it today while I was doing laundry. Um, <laughs> and besides like, um, like the, the bass part of the track that I know, like, it sounds different every time. And I'm always hearing new stuff and I'm always just like, that's fucking cool. That's fucking cool. Oh, that's cool.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I do have two favorite, um, pieces of this. Um, that I like, I like Spanish key, Spanish lot. keys. I like great. that one quite a bit. And, uh, I really like miles runs the voodoo.
0: Also yeah. great. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So those are my two favorite ones. Easy. Like, like without a doubt. Cause I, trying to take notes on it, it's kind of hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, i mean
0: it was hard for this, me too a lot of my notes are just like this scratches my brain good <laughs> like <laughs> it's like so if i were to believe if asmr worked on me it would sound like bitches brew
1: <laughs> so uh, you, have you tried listening to asmr to see if he does yeah, anything it weirds me out too much do like people play like, knocking candy, t- yeah or, or, like,
0: or like whispering talking uh sorry i actually <laughs> forgot one one other like kind of crazy cool part about the uh, recording process Mm -hmm. they handed the editing off to like a famous music concrete guy to edit it so a guy who Mm -hmm. already kind of has like a weird kind of like deconstructive idea of like how sounds and stuff are put together he like mm-hmm. chopped the tracks up and made new things and added effects and stuff. So those effects you hear, they weren't they recorded like that in the studio. Like this dude was basically just handed like freeform jazz uh, improv sessions. And he like cut parts. He's like, this sounds cool, so I'm gonna like repeat this or I'm gonna mix a couple different parts together to create new things that weren't necessarily played in the studio that's yeah so he like I, dug in now like
1: now hearing that i can hear that like listening like going back in my head and there mm-hmm. you have this i'm like i'm listening to it and what well, like it's very spacey a lot of it's very spacey and it's um groovy and uh the more i talk about them, the more i was how much i did enjoy this yeah um be- because because like it's, like you said listening to it in headphones like I, it, honestly like at least you're listening to it the first time do it with headphones like if like it has so much and there's, there's stuff you can hear that like you don't want to even muffle anything else just just as records there's some parts that are so quiet but they're so fucking cool oh i know, you know what i mean like
0: it, it's cool to listen yeah. to this album in like different contexts like i i listen to it in mm-hmm. headphones for a listen through at least a couple listen throughs i listen to it in the car listen to it on vinyl mm-hmm. uh we don't have, like, computer speakers at work, so I was, like, listening to it through, like, my fucking, like, laptop speakers. And it still sounded great, but it's, like, <laughs> the, there's, like, just, like, a bunch of different things revealed through just, like, listening to it in different contexts and with different setups mm-hmm. and everything. It's... I don't know. It, it. This album's hard to talk about, one, because it's, like, I don't know too much about jazz. Um <laughs> And there's no like singing also it's mostly just like jam sessions it's all instrumental mm-hmm. um so much like the album itself like it's it's hard to kind of like latch onto it uh to talk about it but i just i don't know i it, it's so it's so interesting like i don't know like once once how this do, thing how do you get turn clicked on for thing? me uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know it's like maybe not like mind altering maybe it is I don't know
1: <laughs> uh, but how did you get turned on to this thing
0: I don't even remember I've, I, I've had this at least like the files downloaded I think I went through a phase not a phase but it's like I tried to get into jazz earlier on in my life and everyone was like listen to this thing and then for a while, yeah. like, this was the only jazz album I really liked.
1: I I had a friend who told me that that I was gonna, I was told him I was listening to Bitches Brew. Um, he's like, I think you should listen to some kind of blue. I'm like, w- right? I mean, I will, but this is I was assigned this record. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah,
0: yeah. I like so uh, this is definitely like you're kind of hopping in the deep end of jazz, like. Yeah. at the at this point it's like we're starting to get to like the start of like people breaking all the rules in jazz because jazz has been doing you know its thing for a while um like you're kind of missing i don't know 40 50 years of context to why this thing is so like revolutionary and crazy
2: yeah
1: i yeah man i uh i like this thing and um I, I I find myself going back to it, but especially when I'm like in a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just like a, give me a little bit of time. Um, but I do, I do find myself liking a lot of it, and I don't. And of course, at, the, at first I was like, God, this thing's an hour and thirty minutes long, <laughs> and so I was like, I can listen to it three times a day, because uh-huh. right? that's like how long my workday is, or or whatever. Anyway, Bitches Brew, I like this thing. Um, one of the things I found was interesting about it. Like, you told me, the, the was Miles in, this, in the studio when they were cutting it up and adding all that shit to it? I imagine he was. I right? don't know. Like, they
0: might have just handed it off to the dude, because Miles, Miles was constantly, like, recording and touring. Like, this uh, is, sure. I think, like, his, like, 38th or 39th album.
1: <laughs> Man, I can imagine. But, like, I know that, like, jazz musicians they just put out shit they like consistently like it's not like a like a like in like a rock band or something like that when it comes to like every two years here's a new right. record every three years here's a new record here's my side project but i know jazz musicians especially in the 50s they they were just putting out shit every 6 months every 8 yeah, months yeah well i think it's cuz like
0: uh they're all just like such good musicians Uh, Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is just kind of like, here's a chord progression. And then you play this little like chord progression. This guy solos, this guy solos, this guy solos, this guy solos, play the chord progression. That's a song. And you do that, you know, five or six times and you got an album or you can just do like a live recording of you doing that. So it's like you can kind of go into things without writing anything. You just like sit down and go like, all right, let's do it.
1: I mean, imagine you're trying to see like Miles Davis after Bitches Room and he's like you're like, Oh, he's like this song's called Pharaoh's Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's, yeah, Pharaoh's dance. dance, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. And it, it sounds nothing like the record because it's a lot of it's improv. Yeah. So there um, there
0: are funny stories. I mean, oh. So because this was all improv, um, they had to like listen to the album to figure out what they did so they could play it live. Mm-hmm. So it does sound different. Um, (laughs) I don't know exactly who it was, but there was a dude on this album who, after the session, was just kind of like, I don't know if I like what we did. And then heard the song later on, like, the radio or something and was like, this is fucking Mm -hmm. cool. What is this? And people are like, it's you. (laughs) This is the Miles Davis album you recorded. (laughs) Uh, I
1: have a a short story about Bob Dylan. Um, So Bob Dylan wrote a song called Love is a Four-Letter Word he didn't record it. Joan Baez did, uh-huh. right? And so, it heard on the radio and he, uh, he was like, hey, Joan, good, good song. She's like, you wrote it, you fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but, and again, I don't know how true that is. It's just what Joan said on the documentary, on um, documentary, No Reduction Home, which is not like the other documentary, which is all complete bullshit. This is different. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, so, yeah, uh, man, I, uh, I'm glad you found, I'm glad I finally, like, like, uh, we allowed myself that uh, allowed myself the time with it. Cause it's been my like, to listen to for fucking oh, years. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Everyone's saying, listen to Bitches Brew. I'm like, okay, well now I have a Spotify account. I can listen to it whenever I want. And I never fucking <laughs> did. Um,
0: yeah. I even went through and listened to the, uh, the complete like Bitches Brew sessions.
1: How long is that?
0: that's a good question let me look it up Um, but it's crazy because you don't really realize like how much the uh, the cutting it up really like changed stuff on it Um, because you listen to some of the songs that just weren't picked for the album and Mm -hmm. they're a little closer to kind of like standard jazz uh, at least as close as you would get around this time uh but let's see complete bitches brew uh four and a half hours wow
1: (laughs) you saw that right
0: i did yeah i mean i didn't do it all in one sitting but it was over a couple of days um but yeah i really feel like they took they found like six songs among or six takes among what looks like about 21 different like little things that they did And just found like the most out there ones and then cut them up and then did more stuff um so i think that process is really cool like they found the six of the tracks where they i think they really like captured something special uh like the other tracks are good but they're like like they're like i was saying like a little more standard or a little they don't have i guess like the magic that i think the the six tracks which We've talked about it this whole time, uh, and have not mentioned the track titles. It is Pharaoh's Dance, <laughs> Bitches Brew, mm-hmm. Spanish Key, mm-hmm. John McLaughlin, Well, Spanish Key, Miles runs the Voodoo Which is, Down, yeah, the and Sanctuary. Sanctuary,
1: and I like Sanctuary a lot too. It's very mournful. That like, like I, 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 I didn't want to like. I, it's it's conscious of the track listing, like the way it flows, mm-hmm. like. Which, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of, like, the art of the album in the 70s is still pretty new when it comes to that. Because, you know, when they first came out, you used to, like, hear, you know, 12 songs. Right. And here we go. But, like, with this one, I, I think they're really conscious of sequencing, especially with the Sanctuary being the last track. And, like I said, that mournful trumpet, it's there the whole time. And you can hear it. he's a lot of space to breathe. Um, even if it, everything does come in sort of a shuffling in the thing that to me that that's the perfect um book into that mm-hmm. record and uh if you it goes to on spotify there's an extra track which I, I've listened to I just don't think it sits well with everything right else.
0: yeah I think you know? that was for like a 90s reissue or something they're like here's the bonus track mm-hmm. and then now it's just like permanently yeah, on the list
1: yeah it's weird I, I don't know if I mean miles may have said hey have that on there or I've no I don't, my, I don't know my my
0: vinyl copy of it doesn't have that on there because I think it's Close oh, yeah. to an early press, like
1: was, is that a double double LP? I think it, like it would have three?
0: to be. This thing's like ninety minutes long at least.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's long. Um, <laughs> and uh, like when you when you sent to me on with Spotify, I was like, let me see. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, I know. I looked so at I it and I was I like, mad. ooh, hour forty five. Maybe Fio's kind of long, and it's like, no, it's only like seven minutes. I was like, damn, this thing's so yeah. fucking long.
1: <laughs> It's okay man. I, I, I my time wasn't was well spent mm-hmm. into this thing. Um I uh I I always had respect for jazz musicians. Um always have always will, I think. Um so I I, I was I did I'm not walking away with a new appreciation for jazz. It's not like I hate jazz. It's right. not like like play the right notes or whatever, but <laughs> I was never like that. Um but, but also I also um self aware enough to know that I am not a I don't I don't know jazz I'm not um I am not too well versed in music theory even though I too class in it you know um and uh, so like the shit that that, that he's you know that, that he broke the rules with I don't know if they are right if, if you don't I, know, know the rules that, you're
0: not impressed by what he was breaking
1: but I do I do get why people like this thing and I do understand why why uh you know uh People are smoking weed listening right to this. Or, uh, yeah, I go into a room hazy, and they're listening to Bitches, bro. Um, I get it. I like this thing. Um, and I, I, I see myself going back to it.
0: Yeah, um, I think, like, it's a good... At least for me. For, for my taste, this was a good starting point for getting into mm. jazz. But I... it's It's been an interesting... Shit,
1: you start out weird. What? What's that?
0: <laughs> you start out with... Like, you are... You,
1: you, your weirdness goes so high and like, you're like, you know, you start listening to Primus and that's, that's bizarre as it is. So I think that when you jump into something like this, you're able to absorb it easier than someone who hasn't. Right. Like it doesn't.
0: Yeah. But, so. uh, my little like jazz journey that I'm currently on has been pretty interesting and fruitful. Like, mm-hmm. I. I felt like for a while like okay I've kind of like heard everything uh, where it's like I haven't listened to like every band but I you know a lot of stuff is just like this sounds like this this sounds like this this sounds like this mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of cool being in like a space that it's just like I don't know anything about this
1: right, yeah and right?
0: it's, it's cool There's there's a lot of really cool interesting stuff out there
1: Mm. So, uh when did you pick this up? At when you when you got the record? Like, what what was, was it? Was the record store or something like that?
0: Think a record store in Kansas City. There was Ooh. yeah, there was Ooh. one on like Johnson Drive. I think it was called like Brothers Music or something. I don't know if they're still there. or If they moved,
1: I've never been there. I, I'm surprised. I, I thought i had been to, like a record store here. You know,
0: it was pretty small. Uh But yeah, they had a, a copy of it for like. I wanna say like thirty bucks. Mm,
1: that's that seems pretty like cheap for like a double LP for me. hmm Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know was it used?
0: Yeah, it's it's like an mm. I don't know if it's like a first pressing, but it is like a an older pressing of it.
1: That's cool as so fuck that you're able to get something that got some use out of it. Mm-hmm. Pull it out and there's dust that comes with it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh that's um yeah i'm glad you i'm glad i'm glad i finally get the chance to be it's almost as if i to room, like yes yeah, several times a
0: lot actually um, yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh and you are you still listening to like, like, like are you moving on now like to other like like i guess what other musicians are you listening to jazz musicians uh i've listened to a decent miles?
0: amount of john coltrane uh mm-hmm. i really like ornette coleman yeah, yeah, Like, of course I'm into free jazz. A fucking course I yeah, am. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, Charles Mingus. Uh, mm-hmm. Who else have I been listening to? Uh, Cole, Coltrane's kind of been the big one for the like past Jamel? couple of days.
1: Okay. I-, I wonder if, like, next time we hang out, I'm going to see you and you're gonna be all dressed out in jazz gear. You know, like, yeah, prob- sweet shoes and... <laughs> Open shirt with medallion.
0: Um, I'm sure I'm just going to every so often be sending you like a jazz song and be like, peep this.
1: Yeah, this is, this slaps. Um, um, (laughs) Open shirt, sunglasses.
0: Um, Or send you some really like uh, pretentious philosophizing passages about jazz.
1: Calling everyone cool cats or cats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, yeah i, I uh because there's so many versions of jazz you'll see like Sammy davis jr sort of people like you know like and you're like what is that but um, yeah i i i'm glad you showed me this i'm i don't know if i'll be able to um i'm not be able to i don't know if i'll be getting into other forms of jazz but i'm sure i will, will at some point so yeah, well, relatively young i can
0: at some yeah. point you're gonna be like i don't know maybe i want to listen to something new
1: you should, Ryan, what's a yeah, jazz
0: thing but, i should listen to and i'll send you a couple yeah
1: but this coltrane record do that one I'm like, all right yeah <laughs> but um yeah man uh bitches drew you can i'm glad finally everyone can hear it it's it's so strange having these spotify as a thing i don't know if we could have done this without like without like Without like, i mean we're sure we could have done it but it'd be much more difficult to do this without like without the beauty of of streaming
0: music i think we tried you early know? on
1: yeah yeah we did we, for a while we just we we're like we're only doing records we have and they're like we can't
0: do that yeah we- i can't afford that <laughs> yeah
1: i'm like go out and buy pinkerton <laughs> you know, like, like unless you i don't think you own pinkerton do you no
0: i don't i don't own any weezer surprisingly Surprisingly, i mean
1: yeah okay
0: i like um, i mean i like two of their albums quite a bit
1: yeah <laughs> they have 15 <laughs> um but uh we'll, we'll, let's go let's go into it um, yeah let's talk about Pink so yeah uh, uh by the way is that the only miles Davis you you're really like really acquainted with like i mean there's i mean it's the one that you picked that-
0: it's the one i'm most acquainted with um okay I, but i i really like pretty much all of his big albums are absolutely mm-hmm. worth a listen
1: okay so guys go out and uh Listen to this way any way you can. Uh, maybe you want to buy it after hearing that sampler. Maybe you want to seem like you're cool to your friends so you go out and buy it. Yeah, and when they come over, you put it on. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Which like, I,
0: can't, or, I you know, can't think of a single time that I've talked about Bitches Brew with somebody and they were like, This guy's cool. They were probably like, I okay. wish this guy would <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can hear him snapping. Yeah. Listen, I listened to this podcast with Jason Siegel. He did, he played, um. David Foster Wallace in a movie in uh-huh. uh, the end of, end of tour. And, and he says that he went to half price books and picked up Infinite jest. And the girl at the counter said that, uh, every guy I've ever slept with has that copy of this series of half read. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, I'm sure there are people out there that like, that have like records on their shelf that they, they don't really like, but they want to seem like they're really deep in music. So they just have it out all the time. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I don't, I mean, I will not won't, I'm sure for someone like that, that's a bitches brew. They're like, you don't know bitches brew? Baby, get ready.
0: <laughs> but, um, maybe, I feel yeah. like they would probably do uh, like a, a kind of blue Yeah, or something like that. Well, those are the cooler ones because you can't say bitches. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, bitches isn't cool anymore, right? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I call my dog a bitch all the time just because it's funny though because she's a female dog. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm like this bitch is crazy, <laughs> but, but um, yeah. Let's uh let's move on I guess. Uh, so that, thanks for showing that to me, right? That was a, uh, uh, that was cool. <laughs> um, so uh, I picked Weezer's Pinkerton. Uh, 1996 is Pinkerton. Uh, Weezer. Speaking band, of not with cool cool. <laughs> Oh yeah. <Yes. laughs> is is Pink is Weezer cool or not cool in your opinion?
0: I think I think they're pretty lame <laughs> in like but is that is that
1: is that part of their uh thing though
0: I don't I think they oversell how lame they are and that might make them more lame uh okay at least at least lately I think with the first three albums it's okay to like get away with the they can get away with the lameness on okay. the first three uh but now they're overplaying they're like haha we're nerds hand.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. So, these have been around since nineteen ninety two. Um, uh, lately, I mean, for this record, the, the band consisted of you know, uh, nerd printer P- P- Squamo, Patrick Wilson, Brian Bell, and Matt Sharp. Later on, they had they've gone through a few uh, bass players, uh, like the late, late uh, Mikey Walsh, and um, and now they're with Scott Schreiner, who played like for like Osborne or something, but no. Right now, it's in this record on Pinkerton. It's Rivers, Patrick, uh, Brian, and Matt Sharp, who is now in the Rentals. Uh, but they 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 were pretty popular with their first record. The Blue Album had like like three hits with our, you know like a Say It Ain't So and the uh, the Sweater Song and Buddy Holly and everyone loved it. Right, <laughs> everyone, everyone loved the uh, that Blue Record. You had the Blue Record, right? So for those who've been living in a rock and do Weezer their band is just formed in nineteen ninety two. And they came out with their first record, the uh, critically acclaimed Blue Album. You like Blue Album?
0: Yeah, Blue Album's one of the uh the couple uh weezer albums I like.
1: So if you guys don't know it has uh, songs like uh, Blue Buddy Holly, Undone the Sweater Song and saying It So songs you've heard all over uh modern rock slash classic rock radio. Um because it came out at For it's like so old, right? Um mm-hmm. and uh, after that the Two years later, Reaser come back with a, a fucked up ro- uh, record called Pinkerton. Um, actually, 1995 is when it came out. 90- 96, sorry, 96 is when Pinkerton came out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I think Ryan, you're pretty, pretty big fan of that record, show, aren't you?
0: Of Pinkerton? Yeah. It. I don't feel one way or another about it.
1: Okay. I, for, okay. For, when I went to Japan, you asked like. What I went to and I was like, Oh yeah, the cities are right? Oh, I wasn't interested in the cities. And then I asked you about like you want more like the cover of Pinkerton
0: <laughs> the voice to Japan I, I visited. Which oh, I Oh yeah, I, it it looks uh it looks pretty comfy. I like the good. cover because it's not just the four of them standing on it with a oh, with the colored bar, background.
1: With, yeah. So this is when people like this is for uh Weezer became a parody of themselves. Um, I actually jumped on to Weezer with the green album because I wasn't, I wasn't too aware. And then I went back. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had this, uh, you know, this really cool girl, my freshman year, who's was like, you should check out Pinkerton. So I did. Um, but um, <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about we- Weezer because I'm not talking about that, but this is, they have 15 records and this is their second one. Right. Uh, I stopped listening to Weezer when it came to make believe. Heard Beverly Hills and I was like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then I I listened to the Red album. I had that just to, to get another chance, and I I just stopped listening to them all together. Sorry, Weezer, you mm-hmm. guys are, you guys fucked up, or, or I don't know what's going on with you guys. Do what you I've want. Got, but, uh,
0: I've got such mixed feelings about Weezer. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's like Blue album classic. Uh, Pinkerton has grown on me um i used to not like it too much uh but i think giving it more time i i really liked it this listen um okay and i like green album but i think what yeah. happened is there was such a negative reaction to pinkerton and rivers was embarrassed by it and such <laughs> a positive reaction to green album uh that they just i think they like really leaned heavy into the like nerdy ironic pop song Punk. thing. Yeah. So ever since The Green Album and Pinkerton that like combo of like super negative feedback and super positive feedback, they've been afraid to like actually try anything interesting.
1: Yeah. And they've and
0: mostly just been annoying since yeah, post Green so, Album.
1: And there's always this signs, you know, we cuz they didn't play Pinkerton songs mm-hmm. in concert for a long time and now mm-hmm. they are because people kind of like it right
0: um yeah i think the the general opinion of that album changed
1: yeah because uh, when it came out it was sincerely one of the worst albums of 1996 and roller rolling stones reader poll it got pretty mixed reviews uh and a lot of people hated it, um because mm-hmm. it's it didn't sound like it didn't sound like you happy you know buddy holly uh weezer it was it's fucked up and weird and kind of gross and, um, and all that kind of stuff. Cause, and so what happened is that after 1994, Weezer took a break from touring. Right. And, uh, Cuomo went back and did, went down, went to, uh, went to college, to Harvard. Cause he's a smart guy, whatever. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, he experienced loneliness. Well, and he also went over a surgery on his left leg. Um, and so after that, uh, while recovering and all this stuff, and all this shit that he went through at Harvard, he came back with this real weird fucked up record uh, called mm-hmm. Pinkerton. Um, it's, it's not, it's, you could call it funny, uh, but I, I, and there are parts that you think, well, maybe he's being kind of funny, but it's kind of hard to know. Um, because I, I, I find that oh uh, there's a lot I like about, about Pinkerton. There's also kind of stuff I, I'm squicked out big time um, <laughs> by a lot, by some songs in here for sure. Yeah, there's
0: definitely some lyrics that I feel like don't age well, but we'll uh, we'll dive into like why it's probably fine with like at a certain at a certain point. He says something we'll get into it, Uh, but it's like I think it all like kind of like comes together in the end where it's like, yeah, that was yeah. Well, that's fine. What
1: Rivers also says that he this record, he's trying to show the deepest darkest parts of himself um, mm-hmm. so and if you he's talking about being personal this is probably Weezer's uh, most personal record not the only most personal we'll ever get <laughs> of it. Um, right cause,
0: yeah because I think he was he's was super embarrassed by this thing because he's yeah, like basically no, revealing kind of how shitty he was for a while and his insecurities for,
1: so, like, I, I, you know, when I was, about I was a big Weezer fan, so I, I read all, like, interviews and stuff like that, and, you know, half those interviews are bullshit, he's fucking with the interviewers, there was mm-hmm. one interview where he says that what he does to make songs is he puts all these things in a spreadsheet, and then he, that's how he makes songs, which is completely bullshit, um, <laughs> but he goes from being super embarrassed to super proud of Pinkerton, in that interview that I read about, I think this is right after Maljoy came out, um. And I didn't mention that We'll talk about it But you know what I'm I, We're talking about Pinkerton I'm gonna play the fucking teaser And uh, I can stop uh, you know, waxing poetic about Weezer Or Weezer and their shit Right um, But <laughs> this, this is Weezer's Pinkerton
0: Let's hear it
2: I'm tired of her.
1: say that my original sample of this was like three and a half minutes long so oh really I had, out, <laughs> I had to cut out a bunch of stuff
0: um so i, I didn't I, I didn't even know what to do with the bitches brew sampler I yeah just, i was
1: like what well, i was saying somebody that's ryan's problem like there's no fucking way i'm gonna i would be able to to figure out how to cram that into two minutes and 30 seconds and guys again we don't expect you to, this is if you want to check it out no no this is a idea of what it sounds like we're not saying this is the record
0: Um, right yeah it's uh it's meant to give context a bit to what we're talking about so you can be like oh yeah i remember that song or oh that sounds annoying i hope they (laughs) talk about how annoying that sounds
1: yeah so uh weezer um pinkerton i want to mention that i had a friend who had a pinkerton cd in his cd wallet or binder and it was broken because he hated it (laughs) um, (laughs) And I was like, well, I fucking love Pinkerton. I don't know what you're talking about. And I get why he didn't like it now, knowing the guy. He was a bass player for the band that I was in, my punk band that I was in. And I understand why he didn't like it. But, uh, you know, whatever. Um, right. But, uh, so, I think we should go bit track for track. Real quick, um, you didn't like Pinkerton that much the first time you heard it?
0: Yeah. I. I that was kind of like, I. it was kind of getting this like, real like underground following where it was like Uh. what's the best way to describe it it was kind of like people were pretending or maybe not pretending people were believing that like Weezer secretly released like the best album ever but they're you know kind of embarrassed by it nobody knows about Pinkerton (laughs) and you listen to it and you're like "I, I mean it sounds like a Weezer album it sounds like a not like a continuation of, but like a bit of an evolution of, uh, the blue album. Um, so I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't get what people are talking about. So I think it was just a little hyped up for me. Um, there's a, there's also, but I, a I like cult- it a lot now.
1: It's a cult of people that, um, I mean, there's people out there that, and I'm one of them that believe that we usually make a, never make a record as good finger-tin again. That's, that's my, that's my, and honestly, I'd really I think like the they're
0: blue. too afraid to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the blue app more than this, but I like in quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. they're, and they're they're doing whatever they want now. I, Rivers is, uh, I don't know, I don't. I, mean, I imagine they're they're uh, they're swimming in money. I don't know. Oh, um, they have to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, like, I wish Weezer wasn't afraid to get weird and loud and odd again, but I, I think they are. Like, I think, um. They, they put a lot of work into this one. Like it, it seems really well thought out. It's very revealing and personal and it just got such bad backlash that they're like, it's like, why go through it again? They can do the yeah. green album or they can do ironic stuff for the rest of their career and people eat it up. Like, yeah, I feel like do they Africa. don't need to try anymore <laughs> and they kind of don't. Yeah.
1: Uh, and, and you know, they put up, uh, Every now and then they put a like killer single, a killer single that it's an earworm. Uh, like, for example, like uh, if you want me to, if you want me to, I uh, want you to, or something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I, I saw like every now and then I'll be going through my Facebook reels because I guess I'm that weird guy, and I'll see, um, I'll see Weezer do a live performance. And I'll listen to the whole thing. But um, <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about Pinkerton. Uh, track one, "Tired of Sex," uh, starts out with I guess what sounds like a. Uh, was that like a, like a is it a guitar or is it like a a hurdy-gurdy or like a accordion sort of sound at the beginning you want to out? I don't it know it,
0: the, it's just loud and like feedbacky at the beginning. Yeah. Which In, I think like this whole thing is surprisingly noisy for a Weezer song but still yeah. really catchy.
1: Yeah. it is really catchy. All this stuff's really catchy. This song's about uh you know uh is the opposite of what a rock star would be. This song's about basically um, not finding like it, having lots of sex but not finding the love in it. And, you know, it's sort of tired of being just uh, having you know, sex I guess with, with tons of people like people named yeah. Denise and Shirley and Louise. Um.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just meaningless. There's no connection. Uh, yeah. Which like I think is an interesting take on it of yeah. like when most people are singing about like loneliness, they're singing about like being alone. There's nobody else there, but this is like, there's a bunch of other people there. Um, but they're not like, there's no connection.
1: Yeah. And you know, uh, it's, it's also a really cool song when it comes to the, like, I mean the line and the guitar doing the exact same thing. And mm-hmm. I remember I listened to the song and like, I don't know, I figured it out pretty easy. Cause a, a guys, uh, um, a little bit of about, about a lot of pop songs or a lot rock songs. They're all bar chords. So, so oh, yeah. the power chords, the power chords, uh, learning the song. Uh, but that's not to say that they are amazing at their instruments. Cause, uh, Rivers Cuomo's, uh, can this fucking killer guitar, amazing guitar player. Um, all the, all the you hear in this are his. So, um, again, on that, but, um, yeah, tired of sex it's a good it's a good opener for the song because it the song rocks. It does rock. It's a rock song. Um I like it a lot. And and I can understand someone not liking the song due to its lyrical content, you know? Mm-hmm. It, thinking like, why would they want to get fucking why would they want to fuck all the time? Um I'm not like that. I I I don't I, I can't say I know this how I feel in this song, but you know, it's 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 a good song. Tired Sex is a good song
0: yeah i i know that like on one of like my first listens of this album like back when i first listened to it um Mm -hmm. i remember being like uh like concerned about people who found this dude relatable (laughs) because i felt like that's what a lot of people were getting from it where it was like this is like it's like emotional. It's like, you know, like a classic emo album or whatever, or like and then you listen to it and you're like, but this guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> well, this
1: record's weird because it goes back from wanting to fuck everyone to not wanting to fuck anyone to like to like is it f- fantasizing people. Like it's weird because it it's it goes back and forth from wanting to be a slut to not wanting to be, like just weird stuff like that.
0: It's Yeah, I think the album is kind of like, it seems to take place over kind of like a broad period of time. Like, I think he, he stretches, if it, you know, is about kind of like his time at Harvard. But I think like, lyrically, it's probably more of like 15 to 20 years is how it feels like as far as like emotional development goes. Or at least that's yeah, how I listen to it. Because it
1: goes from ty- being tired of having sex to wanting to... Uh Make love all night long in, um, in, uh, in the good life later on, but we'll get to that. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll get to Get You, which uh, again, Genius has all these ideas of what these songs are about. And I only really, really trust the ones that have actually Rivers quoted.
0: Um, oh, I didn't even look at the Genius stuff for this yeah. one. I yeah i drew my own conclusions
1: there's something crazy that i read that i can't wait to get to but we'll get to that later Um, okay yeah but get you this it's the story of jonas um i don't see that at all
0: (laughs) i don't either i see this uh, what i'm getting from it is some dude wants to get with somebody but he tries too hard and like made too many mistakes you know, unrequited love thing, uh, yeah, which would be kind of a topic through the album anyway. Maybe
1: may, I guess you could really turn anything into a Bible story. I guess you know because the Bible. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, think it's a great book, but
0: but, like, but they also yeah. don't. They have a song about Jonas called yeah. "My Name Is Jonas."
1: He's carrying the whale. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, I I don't know. This song is um. I get you. It's it's, it's kind of weird, like kind of country a song. I think I get that that from this song. It's got a weird sort it, of. F-
0: it felt very '90s to me, but I yeah. think, at least during this period, there was like a weird like country bleed over during the '90s, yeah. where it's like everyone was had like a little twang to it. Mm-hmm. And this felt this just felt very '90s to me.
1: Yeah, get you's not my favorite song. on This record it's probably one of my least favorite songs on the record.
0: Yeah, it's um, fine. Um, yeah. I I like the, you know, like the tables are turned, like where he's like, he was kind of experiencing what he was doing to somebody through like uh, previous relationships, like what the girls were doing to him. Yeah, now
1: he's now he's getting it back to him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. G- g- uh, sorry, Rivers, you fucked up. Um, no other one. This is next track? You know, it reminds me a lot of uh, "Laugh for No One Else" uh, that the, from the previous record, but like a different, a different, uh, the inverse of that. Like, um, apparently, all, this this song's about Rivers dating this in my head. Um, this uh, this girl who rides a motorcycle and wears black lipstick and um and has snakes and tattoos and all the shit and does drugs, lots of drugs, while mm-hmm. Rivers just is a uh, standing there being a fun hater.
0: Um, But um right well yeah so uh you know at this this part of his thing like i feel like he he finally gets some kind of connection but unfortunately it's with what seems to be a pretty awful person like yeah but they're they're both kind of like stuck in this relationship where it's like i don't know maybe he's judging her too hard um because he doesn't like her, but yeah, they're both kind of like in the same situation where she doesn't seem to really like him too much. Uh, yeah, because he puts up with like lying, cheating. She has yeah, it, it seems, snakes as pets, which ooh, is scary. Apparently, yeah. And I snakes, guess he yeah. doesn't like tattoos. He's just a little, a little yeah. goody goody.
1: But I can I can uh, empathize with all drugs. She she does scare me real good. So I date a girl who uh, I was like, fuck no, I'm not I'm not doing this. Um, yeah, <laughs> like, like, uh, but yeah, it's about it. It almost sounds abusive, it just sounds like a bad situation all around for both of them, um, right? Uh, and you know, but he stays with her because they're all they got, you know, I don't want to be alone but um,
0: yeah, I think maybe like reading through the genius stuff would ruin it for me, yeah. um. But I do get the sense, like, when you're listening to it, that he is a bit of, like, like, I mean, obviously he's self-centered, but, like, maybe a bit of, like, an unreliable narrator, where it's, like...
1: Yeah, I'm I'm getting that, too.
0: I think a lot of people are, like, empathizing with him and being, like, oh, he's singing it, he's in the right, stuff like that. I, I think it's more, like, he's presenting himself as, like, a flawed character, But you don't really get the other side of the story. But there's a lot of stuff to kind of, like, extrapolate from the lyrics where it's just like, oh, well, he's kind of shitty, too. Because you get, like, she's cheating. She's lying. Like, yeah, that stuff sucks. But then he's, like, really judgy about, like, her pets and the fact that she has some tattoos where it's just like, well, what's going on here, then? You've got some, like, weird shit to say about your girlfriend.
1: (laughs) So the thing is about people calling this, like, an emo classic is uh, there's a there's a lot of songs in here, that, and uh, I guess emo too. Like you look at back, like for example, uh, there's a hard times article, uh, post the, the headline says, "Pop punk singer says respect to all women, except the bitch she's about to sing about." Right? <laughs> that's that's right. the uh, that's and so seeing the people calling this emo classic, it's like, I mean, w- Rivers is saying some pretty fucked up shit about a lot of people. Mostly by himself, and uh, yeah, like you're saying, I don't want to be friends with the person who empathizes with <laughs> with rivers in this record,
0: um, right? Like this, what I do think is interesting about this one, like if we kind of keep it in the scope of like other emo music, because we've talked uh-huh. about other emo uh, stuff in the past. Yeah, they always kind of present themselves in the right, like they'll say fucked up stuff about their partner or ex-partner yeah. or stuff like that, or girls who won't give them the time of day, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. I, I know we've listened to a lot that I'm always just like, what is this dude's problem? Oh, yeah. And or, I or, get or, the... For
1: example, life in general, MXPX and fucking uh, <laughs> the Atari's next world exits. Like, yeah. We yeah. So I get,
0: the, I get the same kind of thing from this, like what's wrong with you, but there's like at its core, he's also kind of questioning like, what is wrong with me? And I I think that gives the lyrics, at least in my interpretation, like an extra like oomph to it that I'm willing to accept a lot more of what he's saying because he's noticing things and being like kind of self-reflective on being shitty. He's like, he's still kind of being like a a shitty person. Like we've heard on the other things, but Mm -hmm. at the core of the album, he's like questioning himself. He's like noticing things that he's doing. So he's not like fully painting himself in like a, a great light. Yeah. Uh, so it, it feels a little more like self-reflective and like, he's like, Oh, maybe I'm part of the problem here, but he's like outwardly saying it's everybody else's problem. But you get the, you get the hint that it's like, he might know that he's, he's the issue.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of like sad sack emo people or people of emo that will say that, well, there are plenty of artists who hate themselves. Like, look at, you know, Connor Oberst or Tim Casher. And I'll be like, yeah. This, the, but to me, this record's... They call it a uh, an emo record is a bit weird to me. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, so move on to Why Bother, which is a pretty killer song on the record. yeah.
0: Where he's just so th- like at this point he's just like all right, this love stuff's annoying. Uh, so why don't we just give up and jack it?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he's saying basically, uh, the if I try to fall in love, it's gonna hurt me, and uh, I I I can't get too close because I, I just think she's hot. So I'm just gonna, instead of like getting into this thing, I'm just gonna whack off.
0: Um, right. Yeah. He's like <laughs> love hurts. Breakups are inevitable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is like, this is one of my favorites on here. It's like almost like a punk song.
1: And in I, in I'm sure we've all felt that way. Like love sucks, and I don't want to get hurt or whatever. It's it's uh, honestly, I don't feel bad for people. I, I I don't have a poor view of people who um are scared to get hurt. Um, <laughs> you know, because it's, mm-hmm. it's about something about being afraid of rejection. Uh, a lot of people can relate to that. Um, yeah, of course. And as a, as a sad sack teenager, I was all about this um, this song, <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a rocking song. It's got a cool, guitar solo, and um, and you know, it's just it's just a killer song in my opinion. I like this. Yeah, it's watch.
0: a really good track.
1: And but I don't have really much more to say about about that though. Like that's all I have to really say about. Why I bother. yeah, I
0: think that's all he really has to say too. It's shorter, easy to extrapolate.
1: I think it's almost like two and a half minutes long. It's a, it's a punk pop punk song, uh, mm-hmm. all in all on that one. Uh, let's move on to across the sea, which to me yeah, has some of the most like, questionable lyrics in the whole record.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's not great. Um, yeah, but it does add in a bit of like piano and strings, uh, yeah, it, which I then like the, a like really distorted guitar comes in, which I thought was, really I like cool that. Transition. I, yeah. I thought
1: it was really cool. That was really cool. That, you hear that strings and piano because like the heart comes in. And it's dirty and like and, and tinny, and it sounds pretty cool throughout mm. the whole song.
0: Yeah, this um, one's about just kind of having a a long distance like girlfriend or love interest.
1: Well, to, yeah, it's a fan. You get a song, you get a radio, radio, not radio, but a letter from a young girl who is in small city of Japan, <laughs> and, um, and it's like a fan letter, and um. Rivers is endeared to this fan letter because this girl wants to know things about him. You know, mm-hmm. what he likes to do, what he likes to eat, when his birthday is. And which is weird that he's so into this. Uh, but it makes you think, well, he's fucked up because he wants this human connection that he cannot find at Harvard. Being lonely, maybe, has something right. to do with it. Um, and so
0: it, it gets a little weird um later on the song like yeah he gets like, like, like way horny yeah where he's so like i wonder course, how you touch yourself
1: yeah yeah well of like, course he says i could never touch you i think it would be wrong which is great because he says he knows it's wrong he's not saying he's not saying he, he's not saying you know i would i don't want to but yeah later in the song he talks about like he wonders what she's wearing and then what's up in her room and how she masturbates i'm like what in the fuck
0: Like, like yeah and the weirdness also does not stop there because you get to the yeah. third verse and he gets like weird like mommy issues.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he shaved his head. Uh, I thought older women would like me if I did and then he talks about <laughs> you see mom a good little boy. Yeah, it's so your, weird. <laughs> it's all your fault mom. I'm like, man this is a fucked up song like
0: <laughs> it's a weird and then, song and that part that third verse like it gets quiet and you get some like weird like Dissonance in the instruments, uh, yeah. which musically that part's pretty cool. But yeah, then you're like, uh, weird mommy issues. It was just but like, then, what is happening? You,
1: but then you get the the sort of thesis that the song is that he just wants a connection, and, right? But but I think he's going about it the wrong way.
0: <laughs> um, personally, yeah, I think he thinks he's going about it the wrong way yeah. too. Yeah, in um, that that the, yeah, and the singing on this track is also not the best
2: no it's not i think Uh, he tries
0: for some things that his uh vocal cords are not cut out for
1: i I don't think he's a bad singer i think rivers actually can can hit those notes and uh i don't i I don't want to say that for sure i I don't know if he uses autotune live Mm i would be surprised if he does because his live voice on some things i'm like god that's Mm -hmm. that's uncanny pitch right (laughs) like (laughs) You know, let's move on to uh, the second, the first, or the well, one of the singles, right? I think was the second single off uh, of which, "The Good Life," which is a good song. It, for a while, it was my favorite song off the record.
0: But again, it, it sounds c- a lot like the band uh, Television to me. Oh, you think so? You get that? Mm. I get it from the guitar.
1: I guess I hear that. I think you're right.
0: Um, it, this has some like cringy lyrics but not in the like he's being a weirdo more in just like he's being like a goober like
1: this is this is him wanting to he's no longer tired of having sex when, when he's talking about this song he started not having
2: sex
0: um yeah i think like he's he's like trying to like psych himself up because like giving himself like fake confidence like tricking himself into feeling better So it's like, I think that's why some of the stuff is kind of like goofy uh, where you know, like he calls himself a funky dude and he's (laughs) saying stuff about like shaking booty. And it's kind of just like, I think he's purposefully trying to be like goofy to cheer himself up. But without that, like context, just kind of hearing this as like a single, you're just like, oh, these guys are, these guys are kind of cringy.
1: Yeah. Rivers is always about using like weird things like Funky Dude and uh Mr. Cool, <laughs> um, uh-huh. you know, uh, it's making sweet love all the night. It's a catchy song, it's got like to me that I tried the, the only thing guitar and I'm like, well, I can't do it alone because that's like the, the the cool little um two guitar thing in the verse with the uh, yeah, with, with the more harmony and all that stuff. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool, but um, but yeah, the the weird stuff I'm like, man. I, mm. <laughs>
0: I, I, but yeah he's it's been at least in the timeline it's been like two years since the first track yeah um and now he's kind of like he's missing the sex uh because at least he wasn't like completely lonely he lacked yeah. connection but at least people were around him
1: you mentioned old man cane fall and hit the ground he didn't use a cane for a little bit after surgery or for a while after surgery because his leg was all fucked up and i oh, don't really? know if Yeah, so that, like, you could say, well, he's being silly, but he's talking about, he did have leg surgery, and he needed cane to get around. So, Mm -hmm. maybe that's a little interesting, you'll get into that, but, funky dude. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) pig a dog, screw this crap, I've had it. I've had it. You know, like, that's that little, like, when they have, like, Matt Sharp doing those little, like, things like, yo, check me, and all that stuff, you're like, okay, I'm supposed to, like, this song's kind of funny, sort of, sort of, like, laughy funny, and and then you hear people on, the like, no River's just dark and painful, and you're like, I don't know if that's the case in this song especially.
0: I think it's, <laughs> no, I think it's fake funny. It's what he's doing to, like, cheer himself up, but he says he doesn't have any feelings. It's all just yeah. fake confidence.
1: You want to move on to El Scorcho?
0: Yeah, uh, which is a, it's a weird one. I don't think I really like this song that much.
1: No, I don't either. I don't, know, I don't know why people do like it. And the weird thing is about a uh, score show is that it's basically the same like thing the whole song, the same like structure, like except it's except it's a uh, you know, boom, bang 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 is basically just with the chorus, it's just the same thing. Not yeah, it kind of
0: sounds like they tried to write a Beck song, but they're not quite yeah. as talented as Beck.
1: Yeah, and this song's about also wanting to get out there and do shit with people like. I'm like so. I'm here waiting. Yeah, I mean, I'd be good, and you'd be good, and we're we'll, we're gonna fuck and all that. Um, and uh, yeah, he also has some weird race fetishization in this song.
0: Yep, that was my first. Uh, my first note was like, oh, cool, weird racial fetish thing. Yeah, and it, it, even in
1: 1996, I'm going to read you what he said in 1996 in the interview. Uh, <laughs> here he goes. Well, I suppose that halfway through the writing of the album, I started to realize I become aware of a pattern in my life. They seem to like having a lot of disastrous encounters with half Japanese girls. And then involved in disastrous encounters with Asian girls of all sorts. Yeah, I suppose it's fair to say that I'm fascinated by Asian girls. For some reason, they're particularly beautiful to me. I don't know why. Ugh. <laughs> so <laughs> like, weird. Yeah, he has a thing for Asian women. Uh and he, and then people bring up that he's married to uh Kyoko Ito, who is a editor of a Japanese magazine. So he also wrote an album in Japanese, so good for him, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, this song is—it's kind of—it gets kind of creepy right away.
0: Um, yeah, but, and then the whole thing is like he's finally meeting like quote unquote cool girls, which are girls that like him. Like that's, also, girls that's that have never of, heard of never heard of Cool Day or Green Day. Apparently, um, I'm curious because you what year did this come out? 1996. Nineteen ninety six, because honestly, of all the lyrics on here that don't age well, the Green Day one yeah. maybe ages the worst because it's yeah, like uh, d- two now years they're one of Dookie. the most famous bands. So same year as Dookie.
1: Yeah, no, no, two years later. So the the Green Day had just broken, like uh, like they just broke, and they were they were uh, pretty popular at this point. Okay. But, and, yeah, and but yeah, Green Day they they are. I haven't listened to Green Day. Uh, honestly, the only record I had by them, I had two, three, sorry. I had the Dookie, which, who the fuck didn't have Dookie? Um, uh, Warning, which is probably their weirdest record. Uh, not the weirdest it's record. It's very weird, re- yeah. yeah. And then I had American Idiot, which I'm uh, embarrassed by having now.
0: But um, I, I, I I never did. liked American Idiot.
1: Did you, nothing, none, none of it? Or just, like, just no, it was the record it's never for me. Okay, that's fair. Not everyone does. Like, I like two songs. I think, off like I original. wanted
0: to like it because this was before I was, you know, into weirder music. But yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Green Day right? mentioned in a song, uh,
0: and mentioned and in a way it, where they're like, "I wonder how many people would know about Green Day." Yeah, well, I think like what fucking just,
1: everybody. What, 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 yeah, what we're saying is that this person is so cool that they don't know who Green Day are.
0: Oh, you know, they, like they're so it, cool that they don't even know like popular bands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I
1: mean, yeah. And then there's a, there's a, uh, there's a line that I think about wrestling. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. and then I don't know what Cho Cho is, but I, I did a little bit, I did a little bit of, um, a research on that. And it's about Madam Butterfly, the, that opera. And apparently uh-huh. a lot of the strike is based on Madam Butterfly. Um,
0: yeah, he must have watched yeah. the play while he was writing it.
1: Yeah. Or but again, uh I don't like this on that much. There's a weird like fast part uh that then he goes back to it, you know. Mm-hmm. I it's but he does he does say falling for you which shows up later in the record. So I don't know if these are connected anyway. I don't really well, care they enough. might
0: be. I it's it's a concept album, so I assume yeah. they're somewhat connected.
1: I bring on the turkey, you bring on the bacon. But um, I, there, this song has it has a lot of ser- silliness to this, so I can see people because it, it's a silly song, kind of. You know,
0: I think it's like meant to be silly. I just yeah, it it goes on a little long and it's a little repetitive. So I I think it kind of pushes beyond funny and goofy and into annoying.
1: Yeah. It, apparently, a lot of people didn't like the song. Well, the 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 um. They didn't really fucking. The radio stations didn't really like it. Uh, they didn't really play it on the TV. The music mm-hmm. video, and some people. And this is again. I'm gonna go a little bit, uh, genius here. Uh, Del Taco has a uh, hot sauce called Del Scorcho. Uh huh. And they and they think maybe this was just named after that. Interesting. I don't know. Have you, been, have you ever been to Del Taco, by the way?
0: Yeah, there's one like right down the street.
1: Oh, yeah, you're in fucking San Diego now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, they had a Del Taco in Texas, and I was like, what, are they serving fries with the tacos? What's going on here? It's um, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it fucking works. <laughs> they should do it more often everywhere else. Uh, I'm telling you, Taco Bell. Um, Taco but, Bell um, does the
0: nacho fries.
1: Those are so good, too. I like those I a lot. I love them. Yeah. Let's move on to the, another weird song on this record. Um, yeah, like... My brother, by the way, hates this song. He thinks it's so stupid.
0: Um, it's it's not great, and it's kind yeah. of like... It's walking that, like, you know, problematic line. So, um, I'm gonna
1: re- reverse... This song, Pink Triangle, is, is about uh, be, falling in love with a girl who turns out to be a lesbian. Whatever. Um Here's what Rivers said in a 1996 interview: I had a really intense crush on a girl, and then I dreamed about her all through the fall semester. And then I found out she was a lesbian. It was someone i never even talked to. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. Why does that matter?
1: Yeah. So this this song just talks about being with this girl, and then uh, he found out she I'm dumb. She's a lesbian. I found thought I found the one, which I can't honestly tell you. I've never I've never met a girl, and I thought she was the one before I actually started dating her. That's that's something I've never experienced. I'm sure there's people out there that, like, it was love at first sight. She were unrequited love. I've never really had that problem mm-hmm. um, because, I you know, I don't invest myself in something like that. But uh, this is the one I wanted to talk about, and I, I this is the one that I nearly lost my mind when I read this on Genius, right? Uh-huh. So verse 2 starts out, might have smoked a few in my time, but never thought it was a crime. And so, you can look at it a different way. He's talking about you know smoking weed, right? <laughs> and and then uh, genius says, or he could be talking about form oral sex on a few men. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what?
0: Uh, you' might be looking too much into it.
1: Yeah, and then like when the song was written, homosexuality was criminalized in much of the United States. So and I was like. Okay, what the fuck is going on? Like, you're pushing it a little far. Like, I, I mean, maybe maybe River sucks a few dicks. I don't know. But I I definitely didn't see it that way.
0: Yeah, you don't really get a lot from the, the context. Yeah. But yeah, you, you see that he puts, you know, too much stake into, like, friendships, relationships. Like, just any woman he interacts with, he instantly falls in love with. I think That's the it. thing that makes this one fucked up is like he's it it kind of goes beyond like being mad that she's in a relationship and it kind of seems like he's mad that she's gay
1: yeah like come on i thought we had something here
0: right <laughs> yeah uh i think the and, chorus on this is really catchy though
1: yeah yeah um dumb and you mentioned let me know the truth like like was she lying to him about it like
0: like and, um, no she just thought she had a friend and that and he actually just turned out to be a creep
1: yeah he's like apparently you can't have w- 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 friends that are women apparently right? <laughs> because uh, uh but in this pink triangle if you guys don't know it's a it's a uh, single it's a symbol in the uh gay community which is usually lesbians or homosexuals and it goes back all the way back to um history last time but a lot of people were giving me pink triangles in um in concentration camps that they were known to be homosexuals. It was like kind of mm-hmm. like a kind of like the um the uh the star of David patch anyway I might cut that
0: out <laughs> anyway, um, uh but falling for you
1: falling for you uh this also is pretty catchy
0: yeah you know? I, weezer's good at catchy songs. And this song uh, is
1: it sort of segues like it sort of comes into the song and it starts out with some uh, it looks like jap it sounds like Japanese intro I can't mm-hmm. really make it out. Um,
0: it's just kind of about messing up when things actually do start to go well, and then he he like gets scared or cold feet in the relationship and almost is like trying to convince her it's not yeah. a good idea to go out with him and then ends up embarrassing himself. Yeah. I mean, has that weird line though about teaching me to kick, lick a little kinder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if he's, he's talking about like, he talks about, uh, he says, versus rule, rules about old goats like me. He's not like, like uh, being older than her or like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and uh, he couldn't have been that old. Like, like he, he had been maybe 30. <laughs> when, when, when doing that, I mean me.
0: Yeah, I think he, he probably means more, like, emotional age. Like, he's just kind of like, I've been through it. I'm old.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so uh, it's about falling with a girl. And, uh, you yeah, know, holy sweet god damn. Um, he talks about, <laughs> <laughs> he talks about you left your cello in the basement. And he talks about someone straightening the cello in El Scorchia. So maybe some of the sing girl, the another half, the same half japanese girl or Mm -hmm. whatever um it's it's a fine song
0: it's fine (laughs) um but then we get to butterfly which i think this this track like recontextualizes the whole album and i Mm -hmm. think is like the most important track for understanding what is going on on the album it's Um, also a
1: great track i I love this song
0: it's a good song uh It's got more mom stuff in it, which is kind of weird, um, <laughs> but it's like acoustic guitar, um, but he kind of realizes he's like, he's almost like trapping girls in relationships. And he's like, but he like starts to realize that, you know, maybe all of his like love issues are actually his fault. He like apologizes for it, you know, kind of proving, I think that he's been a flawed character throughout the album. Yeah. So sort of, um, sort of like, yeah, uh, he says you know, more weird stuff where he's just like, I guess you're as real as me, where it's just like, Oh, he didn't realize women were people. Yeah. And he, he gets what he they, wants and he hurts them.
1: But he says he needs fantasy life of chasing a butterfly, which sort of means to me that, okay, I'm gonna leave you alone for now. Like, like, I'm sorry, uh I, I realize that I can't live in this real world. So I'll just I'm gonna I'm 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 uh do out of this. And right yeah. And like with with the last line of it, I'm sorry, like the reason why I put that in the sampler is because oh, he's saying the whole to everyone in this record is that he's sorry. Yeah. And and that's what I got from it. Like you know, uh, I've learned the song guitar. I can't hit some of these notes like when he when he goes into the uh every time been, Like, I can't do that for some reason. <laughs> uh but I um I I like this song quite a bit, and you know, there are also I've heard so many covers. There's an Atari's cover of this song, where it's basically just that same song, and he's singing it with his daughter, which is fucking weird.
0: That um, doesn't sound weird.
1: Yeah, uh, but because because you know, if you're looking at face value, you kind of butterfly, and then he accidentally killed it. But but um, yeah, I don't I don't I I like this record. Um, I think it's. A, Actually, I look at a lot, but when I sat down to do this, to do this talking about it today, it demystifies it in a way that makes me like it a little bit less.
0: <laughs> oh, really? I, yeah. I Listening to it this time, I like it a lot more. Like I'm, I'm happy to say I actually like three Weezer albums now.
1: Oh, that's good. I mean, I still like Pinkerton. Uh, you like the Green Album too, or you, you like Blue Album, this one and Green Album.
0: Yeah, the, the first I three, I think, are the good ones.
1: Green Album is, is like, perfectly distilled power pop, like, in 29 minutes, you know? It's, exactly, it's, yeah. It's easy to get through, it's fun, you know? Uh, Pinker's is not, I mean, they, they're fun songs in this, but it's not super fun. Right, like, yeah. like,
0: <laughs> Which I but, think is okay, I don't think every album needs to be fun. Oh, not, Weezer, not at all. Stop trying to have yeah. fun. <laughs>
1: Butterfly is a track that need to be in this record. It's essential to it, like you said. It it, it puts the whole thing in in con, in context. For the rest yeah. of the still in this record. This is about about rivers coming to the conclusion or the saying that this is all on me and I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't. An, and uh, I I like this song again. There are lots of questionable things on this, but I think that. I think that even if this came out today I don't think there'd be a problem with it uh with with cuz they're creepy but they're definitely not um they they're definitely being told from a point of view person who knows they're fucked up. You
0: know? Right. Yeah, I think uh the admitting that he's like flawed and unreliable uh does end up making it okay.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, people say they cry when they listen to this song. I don't know. I, yeah, I I, never... I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. But
0: it was still good. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's Weezer's Pinkerton. Uh, so you guys can find that on Spotify. I think there's a vinyl version. I don't have it. I used to have a CD, but again, I got rid of my CDs a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I do think we need to do it. Was What's that? For, it's time for the drawing new theme.
0: Let's hear it. Right, theme, 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 theme,
1: theme, theme. Okay, we got recent
0: obsession. Guess who's getting another jazz
1: album? <laughs> <laughs> uh, recent obsession. That's a, that's a good one. I, I get some stuff that we'll do talk about.
0: Um, yeah, I, we'll we'll see what I'm obsessed with by the time I uh, decide to send you something.
1: I got something already in mind, but, uh, but, uh, and this is a band we never talked about before, so. Oh, hell yeah. So I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, recent obsession. that's, a that's a whole original, um, original theme on our part, uh, one I think I came up with. It's written on. Nice. Like, st- sticky note that's stuck in that bag. But, um, <laughs> what do you got going on?
0: Uh, me and a friend of mine do the, uh, music for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you like the intro or the outro, uh, you can find us at smell.bandcamp.com and check out the rest of our stuff.
1: Is this your friend Dylan? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right, I met Dylan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, we we've, we uh, uh, he was a featured artist on our podcast,
1: Doctor Woper right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you somebody- got going on?
1: Oh, I do another podcast called Movies That Don't Suck, and Son, they do it comes out weekly. We do uh, mostly new movies. Uh, almost exclusive not exclusive yes we do new movies all mostly um <laughs> uh i don't know when it's gonna come out but yeah if you go the list of movies if you look at movies that don't suck and some that do uh you'll be able to hear me and uh, another uh, guy drone on about movies because that's my other passion i have lots of them <laughs> but uh yeah i think that's it uh so the I guess, yeah, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: Yep, have a good night.